I'm not sitting here with historical evidence or anything, but right. he didn't chase every single snake of Ireland. He killed a lot of people who didn't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, I thought That's, like maybe my... like did the Irish ever make cars? Hold on, Irish car, Irish <laughs> car. Like, is there a Irish? No, sorry, not the Irish car bomb. Irish car company. Automotive you know industry. Saint Patrick was born before the car, right? No, no, I don't by, think so. By about um, by about sixteen hundred years. I don't think so. Really, that many? That many years? When was Saint Patrick? Saint Patrick. Um. Uh. Let's see. Let's see. His feast is on the seventeenth of March, of course. Um. Let me just search century. Uh, oh, fifth century. You know, I genuinely thought he was later. Not in Henry okay, Ford's so I did, era. I did overshoot it a little bit, but. He was active as a missionary in Ireland during the 5th century. Interesting. The dates of Patrick's life cannot be fixed with certainty. Uh, but the traditional de- the traditional uh, range he- is said to be 385 to 461. By the 7th century, he had already come to be revered as the patron saint of Ireland. Six! Yes. It's... Uh... <laughs> Wait, it's it's Alan poking their head in again. That's right. Hey, Alan. It's uh, November. I think that 6th. was a reminder, by the way, to switch to Secret Shop. Okay, let's switch channels on uh, Discord. Our Discord, Bottle Go Discord, which you can find the link in the description. It's November November twenty twenty three. It's not a battle crow. It's my job. Yeah, but you weren't doing. it. I'm six stepmar. Because we're having a conversation, Nicholas. I'm sorry six. I didn't just. Spit this is on a you. very. Irish episode. That's right. It's the uh, first annual St. Patrick's in November 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you wearing green today? No. What are you wearing? <laughs> I don't know if I should answer that. <laughs> um, I have on uh, gray sweats, sort of gray, like speckled with white, you know. Oh, heathered. Um, I have a navy blue shirt. Yeah, I would say heathered. I would say lightly heathered. Okay. Um, and I have pink glasses on because I always have pink glasses on. So just so just no the green. pants. I said the shirt, navy blue shirt. Oh yeah, see, I I was still staring at the St. Patrick's Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a great like green robe and stuff. He's got a stash. Sure. His beard is frankly magnificent, like as well as his wrinkles. Just his eye bags. Like, there's no other wrinkles. He has, you know, pronounced whatever the lines are, like, above your your mouth. Like, what are the what are the lines that go here? I'll have to post a picture at this point. Uh, dimples? Is that right? I, isn't dimples above the brow? So, like, right above his mustache. No, it's definitely... Those... No. They're definitely... Those, those are definitely not dimples. Dimples right. are in that area. I just don't remember if they're to the side or up above. I think they're to the side. That sounds about right. I, he has some possible. sort of cheek. Now, the more I look at it, the I mean, the he has he looks. has high cheekbones, is what you're saying. I guess there's just such a definitive fold in the skin there, or maybe it's just contouring with makeup when he posed for the stained glass, or maybe he's just bruised because he got in a St. Patrick's Day bar fight. Oh, that's true. But you can see like his eye wrinkles, you know, very pronounced. He's very, uh, you know, el- uh, he's very wise. He's an elder. 
but his brow that we can see, you know, below the hat, oh, it is it is pristine, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They they were doing something different in those days. That shamrock oil. Seeing which, you ever have a sam- shamrock shake? I have. It's been a, a long time now, but I remember liking it. Is it is it just mint flavored? I've never had one. I I think it is shamrock shake flavor. It does look that way. It does look that minty way. Minty green vanilla soft serve, artificially flavored minty green syrup. So if it's it's of course not like a mint milkshake, it's like an artificial mint. Sure, like mint syrup mixed right. in. Right. Okay. Which is sure. like not quite fake banana in like its own identity, but it's definitely distinctly not mm-hmm. like the mint, mm-hmm. you know. Which, uh, Shamrock Shake, of course, a product of McDonald's, which means we're going to go to a long overdue bumper. And Nick's going to be like, what bumper? And try and find it for a oh, while. Oh, God. Um... Can you really live with knowing you never tasted McRib sauce? Well, you have until November 20th to decide during the McRib Farewell Tour. Goodbye, my friend. The McRib is back. You agreed to stay away! I lied. <laughs> Last year, they ran the McRib farewell tour. That they were retiring the McRib. And really? The McRib was gone and you could never get a McRib again. Oh no. In five days, the McRib is back. Oh, no. <laughs> Those fucking liars. I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> They're just lying to you. I I assumed, like, I assumed that they were going to rework the recipe and call it something else, right? The McRib right. wasn't wasn't going to leave because the McRib doesn't sell anymore. They were going to come up with, like, the McPork or, you know, McRib 2 or something or whatever mm, the rib mix. yeah yeah what you you can't say that <laughs> what do i have to explain to you why you can't say rib mick it's the second part of that you can't just say <laughs> the first part of mcdonald's if you admit the mcdonald's you can't just say that in casual conversation mick? that's a slur yes what that's a slur you didn't know that's a slur well, how right, do you spell cool. it just bleep it. So uh, tacti- classically, M I C K. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's an Irish slur. Well, it's a slur uh, for the Irish, this but is, yes. This must be an ancient one, but yeah, that's. Or, you know, I'm just, you know, ignorant, which is also very. I mean, it's, it's vintage. I mean, the thing is, like, wow. most people don't have that much beef with the Irish these days, so it doesn't come up <laughs> as much, but. Yeah, I mean, they've got, like, some nice corned beef and stuff, but. Mm hmm. I mean, and I guess do is um, cottage pie or like shepherd's pie? Is that British or is that like an Irish thing in origin? Uh, I don't. I mean, it is certainly a dish served a lot in Ireland. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is origin. that like traditionally lamb or my yes. the shepherd part? Okay, yes. But I feel like uh, you if could it's do not it with beef. If it's beef, it's a cottage pie. Oh, that's where I keep my my cows, my cattle. They have a nice <laughs> little cottage upstate. Upstate Maryland. <laughs> sure, right, right. As 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 you will, uh-huh. as you do, as I do. Yeah, I I just wanted to start by uh, 
espousing my contempt I mean, for McDonald's. The McRib, I know McRib discourse. God, I fucking it's so online to say that sentence uh, is so played out. But like, it, so is the like seasonal thing like to drive demand and like you know it's an exciting thing and artificial scarcity type deal or like is it really just not a profitable thing? Or is it, you know, seasonal fresh ingredients? Like, why is it? Why? I mean, I think it's. Why is it so seasonal? Is because of pork prices and their fluctuations. Ah, okay, that makes sense. So in in Uh, the the McRib McRib comes back at the point of the year when pork prices are very low, right? Mm -hmm. Or the the pork uh, extremities that that end up in the McRib. Indeed. Well, Nick, you want to take it to Artesi's Speakeasy? We can settle in for a I nice, do. nice yeah. long pod. Bring up a, pull up a chair like you do at a bar. You know, you pull up a chair. In a, By the in way, crack open. good job finding that bumper so fast. I was, I, uh, I was going to help you find it, so I attempted to search the word podcast in our DM, and instead I just sent the word <laughs> podcast. Yes, I was confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, am I, am I doing something wrong? Six is like, fucking Nick amateur you're you're recording a podcast there's a certain level of decorum of respect you should show to a fellow co-host no in this case it was one of the rare times in which my mind alphabetically scrolled quickly in my um i now between the bottle crow and the battle crow um sections tabs of my bumper my of my soundboard have exactly 100 files Wow, so it's it's a magical time for Mick McD special, which you sent me months ago, and I you know I didn't listen to as I'm not supposed to. So I think it was probably was only one month ago, but yeah, okay. It's been a you know a while since we recorded. My fault. You're fine. Anyways, need a drink. I've gotten all my rage out at the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy because when the new patch drops and I like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at, and now that I have the patch of the enemy next So, I had said I wasn't going to try this, but I got, I got a, I was convinced to by host Emeritus Emily. Mm-hmm. She came to visit recently, and she was like, oh no, you have to understand, this is really something. Um, so. You know, I'm something of here. a something myself. I always say this about you. Um, focus, you fucking camera. Okay. I love technology. Yeah, it loves you. Don't worry, it's more loving of you than you are of it. Oh, that's great. Um, so this is a Coca-Cola Y3000. Oh, boy. <laughs> now, the way they advertised this soda is that it was created in collaboration with AI like ChatGPT. Which is why I was like, no, I'm not rewarding what does this you. Even mean for? Well, here's the thing: is basically the way Emily put it is, I think this is true because they asked. It's like they asked a a AI, you know, air quotes AI, but we all know what right. I mean. You know, like a Chat GPT, what flavors they should add to Coke for their novelty flavor, and as AI is known to do, it made complete garbage. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pitch I've been given. Let's find out. Wow. I feel like this is a reuse of some um, design, by the way, for like the colors. Well, if you look close at it, there's like this sort of like fingerprint ripple effect almost. That's true. That. That that is something. Okay. 
Let's okay. all drink Coke in the year I'm getting like the the nose here is giving me like ginger and fruit punch. Ginger. Not not uh-huh. something I traditionally associate with Coke. Like that like that gingerbread Mountain Dew we had. Oh remember? right. Right. So that's how I was able to be like, oh that's what hmm, yeah, okay. Um I will note this is like I got this from the store maybe a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like fresh out of the out of the coolers. It expires December eleventh. Not a long shelf life on these. Of that or they just twenty twenty three? Of twenty twenty three. That's really it's like, yeah, this is good for one month. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. This is... So like their other... Oh! Why? Oh. Why did you... Okay. What? I'll take another sip in a minute. <laughs> I think this is working... Like, all of their collabs have kind of been like their like you know dream or whatever dreamscape something like that yeah. or like you know the marshmallow like, bit a bite flavor oh, bite. Yeah. yeah they've all kind of had this same like i feel like they've all sort of rotated around this axis of like a weird artificial peach flavor in a weird way mm-hmm. um and this one does too um but the the way my sister put it is it's the worst thing it could be because it's bad but not so bad you're willing to pour it out <laughs> You keep drinking it like, I mean, I guess I shouldn't waste this. Um, we'll take another sip. Yeah, give give us those notes. Let it coat the mouth. Know the taste buds. Aerate it. I'm the artificial peach it. is so strong. Really? It's really far forward. Um, it is the first time I've had a Coke variant where the, the supplemental flavor actually overpowers cola. Wow. Is any of that and then, ginger there? Well, it actually, it comes in at the tail, and I don't think it's ginger. It seems like it's cinnamony. Hmm. Um, you know, like cinnamon candy cinnamony. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like hot cinnamon. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, this is a bad drink. Um. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, it is a pretty good summation of, of what... AI is like when you ask it to create something. It just sort of slam things together without regard for context or meaning. Cola plus peach plus hot cinnamon candy is not a smart combo. There's got to be... I would love to see like the internal marketing pitches for some of these novelty flavors. Like marshmallow, like bite, like Y3000. It's, it's such a narrow market or like thing you're trying to appeal to in normal people because it's like hey we're not going to tell you what it tastes like and it's not even going to indicate really what it tastes like like the the the, they're kind of cotton candy colors on this label i guess right like it's a pink and it's a blue um but besides that it's like you have no idea what this thing is so people are just going to buy it for the novelty or i don't know sickos right Mm-hmm. But there's got to be like some strategy they have because they've had so many collabs or whatever recently. They also remember Starlight, the one that was like buttery. Oh, right. That one was weird. We've we've had a lot of strange beverages. 
Uh, wow. Uh, sporked.com gives it a 3.5 out of 10. Damn sporked.com. Slam him. Oh, sorry. Spoiler uh, uh, alert. Here's I, the, I scrolled to something. Okay. At the end of this review, if someone offers you a sip of Coca-Cola Creations Y3000, go ahead and take it just to experience what AI thinks the future tastes like. But you'll <laughs> never make it through a full 12-pack. <laughs> Did you just get this one bottle? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Yes. yes I, it has a, with, has a tall plastic boy. I have a, I have kind of a policy. It ha- I have to be convinced it'll be good, or I have to be unbelievably curious to buy a pack. <laughs> yeah. Well, boy, I think, you know, we've got a great episode shaping up, so I should probably get a little energy. Six. What I've got, for the first time in a while, I have the Winter Edition Red Bull for 2023. We've got a Pear Cinnamon Red Bull. Energy drink to vitalize my body and mind. Red Bull, the winter edition. The taste of pear cinnamon, artificially flavored. The wings of Red Bull. Red Bull is appreciated worldwide by top athletes, busy professionals, college students, and travelers on long journeys. So you have to tell me, does it actually have the same description every time, or is this a really long garbanzo beans? (laughs) It actually does. They just don't put a lot of copy in the back, you know? Sure. They pretty much just put, like, the taste of blank, and then they have to put artificially flavored. For some reason, they bold the wings of Red Bull. Like, here, I'll take an actual picture of it. But, you know, I I appreciate, like, they're... It's a more timeless, like, drink, you know? The Red Bull, it's it's a little bit of an older, uh, you know, generation drink. It's not like them trying to be super edgy or hip like a monster or a rock star you know mm-hmm. but i saw this i was like oh my god it's it's time for a new red bull I'm, I'm very excited red bull is always a treat on the show you know compared i feel like we've gone through most of the, the uh the colors that they tend to do every once in a while mm-hmm. they'll put out a new one but i i'm the chartreuse edition <laughs> i uh, please give me a chartreuse red bull says nobody ever uh let's go ahead and let's pop this top once you pop, you don't stop. Let's let's grab the nose. Oh, they need to have a Pringles flavored Red Bull. You're right. Oh, oh, this is. Oh, this is reminding me of something. It's definitely artificial pear flavor. Which, ah, uh, what else do you see? That I don't encounter artificial pear a lot, but I feel like I know it. It's just like the yeah, essence I guess if of I think pear, about it, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where the essence like, appear the wings of Red Bull. <laughs> exactly, artificially flavored. In terms of the cinnamon, like it doesn't smell like cinnamon, but I think you can tell something about the way the artificial pear smells. This is, of course, cold. The way you have to to have any energy drink, otherwise the volatiles mm-hmm. overwhelm you. Yeah, it, I can't smell cinnamon at all, but I think it has somehow augmented the the artificial pear scent. So I'm excited. I, I, of course, have a a glass to decanter in a sec, but I'm going to go for uh, a sip. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. All right. So at first, it's very much, it's, I mean, Red Bull is not like a thick energy drink in terms of, you know, the viscosity feel, the mouth feel. This feels ridiculously smooth. Like, I don't actually get the, the, which is it? The guarine, the taurine, yeah. or the guarana hit? Guarana, that yeah. You, yeah, that you complain about. 
I, I, I no, I don't complain about. It. I love it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, my my palate is not as attuned to Guarone as yours is. I don't get it almost at all. You just taste this like strong but gentle pear flavor, and then there's a little bit of not even an aftertaste, like a feeling of like as if you're about to taste like the spiciness of cinnamon, but it never comes. But it's like my mouth is like slightly dry. <laughs> Shit posting me in the, an episode notes channel. So it's, it sounds it's pleasant. It is. But it's it also sounds confusing. like it's not very Red Bull. No, it like this is definitely lacking the Red Bull core, which I feel like I don't remember any other Red Bull quite lacking so much. Hmm. It's such a departure from the like grape ish guarana flavor it looks kind of like i mean frankly it looks like apple juice let's uh i'll hold this up to the light here and now that we've uh we've decanted it sorry for you know i didn't get good audio of that on the nose anything else oh you smell the artificialness of the pear more probably because you know i've aerated some volatile chemicals it looks almost like a white wine Honestly, like, picture. actually, I literally have a glass of uh, white wine next to me. <laughs> Had some with uh, with dinner to talk about in a, in a segment later, probably. But yeah, it definitely it changes the pear flavor so that, like, it actually is more complex. I can't believe I'm talking about Red Bull like this, but I don't know. There's something there's something just so basic and like fundamental so, something natural and confident, you know, Red Bull, they're mm-hmm. not so edgy, but they're just, they have like a more mature confidence, I feel like. And yeah, it really, oh, I get a little bit of cinnamon now. It's, it's not going to feel like drinking a Red Bull. It's just so smooth. I mean, it does have all the, the Garana, right? Uh, we got carbonated water, sugar, glucose, citric acid. It's taurine, more taurine with a Red Bull, yeah. Sodium citrate, yeah, taurine, caffeine, niacinamide, pyridoxine. Oh yeah, taurine. There is no guarana. Guarana is the more fruity one. It's similar oh, okay. to taurine, but taurine's the more like chemically burn one. Gotcha. And burn is a strong word. You know what I mean? Because oh, it's yeah. chemically burned that it feels on your mouth different than a, a more natural flavor. I would say, yeah. but it's not like spicy or anything or caustic. In, well, I guess I'd put it on a car battery, see what happens. But <laughs> <laughs> This only has 114 milligrams of caffeine, too, which is like a, a tall cup of coffee. So, Yeah, it's. I mean, it's twice as much as this entire bottle of Y3K. Wow. Except that, you know, you won't die drinking this, this pair of cinnamon Red Bull. Interesting. You know, I kind of wish it had more cinnamon to it, but I guess I understand why they don't, you know, make it like a red hot. I wonder if, what would happen if you threw one or two red hots in here as like ice cubes. Oh, okay. So, you know, scotch rocks, right? Yes. Right. The rocks you keep in the fridge or freezer to, to keep your scotch warm. All right. Cool. So I guess you could use them to keep it warm. Anyways, you throw some red hots in the freezer and then you use it like ice cubes in your pear cinnamon Red Bull. And you're alone forever. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, f- I bet that would be nice. I wish there was a little more cinnamon, but I understand why there's not. 
Very interesting. Gotta Extremely interesting. Yeah, we'll see what it's like when it gets a little warmer here. We'll, we'll put that to the side. Six. Yes. I guess. Do we have to take it to? Uh, do we have to take to it back Bottle to Crow? Bottle Crow? I think we do. I think we do. The international, the international is over. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're waiting to see who talks. International 2023 has concluded with Team Spirit winning for the second time, or four out of the five winning for the second time, their second Aegis. Six, is it, what? Uh, Laurel is the new one? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yadaro, Maposhka, uh, Mira, and Collapse. Collapse. Yeah, okay. Mira and Collapse. Yep. Are the, the repeat two timers joining the very, very exclusive club. Uh, mm-hmm. Beating Gaiman Gladiators three nothing in the grand finals. Six. How much TI did you watch? So I watched. Um, I watched some of the uh, road to the road to TI. I oh, saw yes. some of the group stage or so the playoffs. I don't. I, the way they do it these days. It's I don't know. I saw. I saw part of one phase, part of another. <laughs> I saw a couple of games at the beginning of the actual like main stage, and then yeah. I saw. Um, some scattered stuff throughout i watched grand finals gotcha yeah i also saw probably even less of the road to ti i think i threw on a game or two at some point um mm-hmm. enough to see kind of like the setup and watch watch a game or two uh, i think i watched an, a series with nouns i was like oh my god na people it's up there you know their essay and it's it's fine it's whatever they were they were mm-hmm. interesting uh and then i uh a small deviation into you or me Meat. 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 We had the uh, second annual Bob Ternational up uh, with the We Like Dota folks uh, in the, the New Jersey contingent. Uh, for the past few years, you know, they've they've hosted a thing where we go over to one of the guys' house and, and have a, uh, a sleepover and watch the TI Grand Finals and stuff. Uh, with a little mini LAN party, the only LAN party I've ever been to. So uh, we had We Like Dota Greg, Jim, Bob. Uh, we had a f- uh, friend of the show, Chris Popo. Uh, we had one, we had two different Sams there. We had Fourth Spirit, Ursinity Sam, uh, and Sam Strilling, We Like Dota. So we had uh, a bit of a Dota LAN party, and we had the games on in the background the whole time on um, on Saturday for the mm-hmm. the first the second day whatever so i got to see or experience most of game and gladiators games which was their their tear through the lower bracket right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then watched <laughs> the way it worked out it's like it was like a three-hour drive home so the way it worked out for most of us is that you know the the grand finals started at 5 p.m on sunday uh and the way it worked out, it worked out amazingly. We watched one game <laughs> and then all kind of left. And by the time I got home, it had ended. And and it was great because I was really tired of seeing Game and Gladiators win. And what's his name? Fucking uh, Duraccio. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. 
Duraccio? Yes. I wanted to see that smile wiped off his smug fucking face. He was far too joyous and excited when he, he came out, you know, all the time. I was like, no, no, there's something about you. I must see you fail. And the one game we watched, they got stomped like they stomped everybody else. And I was like, perfect. This is what I needed. to. I can go home happy. <laughs> so I watched some with uh, host Emeritus Emily, who was actually visiting at the time. That's right. Um, we were watching, like, after the fact, we were watching a couple of days later because <laughs> of, of how the scheduling worked out for us in the visit. But, um, yeah, I only caught, you know, I caught, what, um, Liquid versus Gaiman, uh, or Gaiman, yeah. um, was, I think, the, the, the Gaiman game during the main event that I saw, the only one I saw, um, I forget who I saw, I saw, like, tundra and stuff i saw some other like random games at the beginning Mm -hmm. um and so i didn't necessarily like i didn't have the seeing uh game and do this to everyone thing Mm -hmm. what i did have is so first of all uh emily's reaction after all this time away from dota (laughs) i was like so how is it watching dota and emily was like it's fine i mean dota's dota it reads as dota to me it's like oh okay well that's that's a less exciting answer (laughs) that's incredible um Though there was a minute where, like, I I was, like, excited about a Muerta pick a couple of times, which my thoughts on that changed. We'll talk about it. Um, And after, like, the second game where it got drafted, there was just a moment where it's like you could hear the aha moment. And Emily said, that's not Death Prophet. (laughs) I was like, extremely fair. No, it is not. (laughs) Um, I, I was like, I mean, the abilities look different and stuff. And she's like, I don't know, immortals or whatever. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. That's right. Yeah. Glance um, value. It's dead. I think, uh, Gaiman made it this far because they played quite well. Yeah. Watching them pick position four Muerta over and over <laughs> in grand finals when it wasn't fucking working drove me crazy. It, it did hurt. The the thing is, so I guess Gaiman didn't actually make, like, Gaiman didn't slam every team 2-0. It was, to be more specific, the, they had so many games that were complete and utter stomps. Like I was saying at the time with mm. the guys, it's like, this is like what it would be like, it's not far off at least, if like we were playing, playing Gaiman. <laughs> like our five stack was sitting at the, mm-hmm. the, the dining room table and we accidentally queued into Gaiman Gladiators. It was like 20 minutes in and there was a 20 to 30k net worth difference. And they're just like sitting in the base. And because they're really good teams, you know, they can hold out for a while. Also because going high ground has been the death of everybody at TI. Like people yeah. just could not finish and that's how people threw. So Game is just like, okay, we'll just smash you and then keep you in your base while we milk the map. Because, I mean, that's, you know, right, respect, that's how you... You want to make sure you win, you win, and you yeah, you're literally in the office making your money. But it was just like, oh my, this it wasn't even interesting. You know, there was no like, oh maybe an enigma will get a black hole. I don't know if enigma. I don't think he was picked at all. There was like so little excitement in terms of comeback potential. It was just kind of ruminating in, in the the stomps. So that's why it was great to see that happen to them once in the grand finals. Like, okay, okay, there's balance here. 
Uh, the heroes not picked were Anti-Mage, Drown Rager, Mars, and Ursa. Everyone else got picked. Damn. Oh, that's right. There was like a Tinker pick Grand Finals? Or... I'm Loser's just looking final, at a chart. Okay. There was like one Tinker pick that I, I watched, I think. There were three Enigma picks in the Man. whole thing. Wow. Hmm. Kind of sad. Um, yeah, I like... The thing with Muerta is I feel like she is... And you may get a certain impression when I say this. Just mm-hmm. understand I'm talking about the, the position she's at in the game. She's kind of Windranger-y, right? <laughs> like, if you pick her as a position four, you're kind of assuming she's going to get a lead in a bunch of farm and sort of pivot into being a core. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't get that, she seems like she sucks shit, actually. Or, like, she's... What she does, like, listen, she has her Q is a great, like, tool to, like, fear people in a direction. Like, it's, I, is it the only ability in the game that doesn't fear towards the fountain? I, I think, think it might right. be. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And her silence can be good, but it's kind of inconsistent. But yeah, it's like her ult is, you, it's like an insurance policy, but she doesn't do much besides that. And mm-hmm. I, I guess seeing so many more to picks, because I, you know, watched it a little bit more than you of the the TI main stage, it got pretty boring. It was like, oh great, another more to pick. Nothing exciting is gonna happen. But if the game goes long enough, she like might get lucky and get two procs of her passive and delete somebody off the map, in a not exciting way. <laughs> and like her win rate at the, she was the most picked hero. Her win rate was exactly fifty percent. Wow. Like, I don't think she's actually, I mean, maybe she's overpowered, but like, you certainly can't tell it by the stats, right? If a hero mm-hmm. gets picked 54 times at TI and is exactly a 50% win rate, it's like, okay, well then she didn't affect that probably, right? <laughs> um, compare that to like Chaos Knight, picked 40 times, 67% win rate. My God, Chaos CK Knight is insane. good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Basil go- picked 18 times, 72%. So there were, I don't know the stats on this. I wish Nahaz was here. <laughs> Sad. I, it felt like of the games I watched, there were so many stomps. And it wasn't necessarily like a one team stomping all the time because occasion, like both teams would get stomps. And which isn't very exciting to watch, you know? Right, right. Like everybody losing a lane or like, losing three fights in a row isn't very exciting because then it's just now we have to watch like the 30 minute death animation yeah oh here's the other thing i'm looking at the muerta detailed stats right Mm -hmm. uh picked 54 times obviously as i said 16 of those were gaming (laughs) and they ended up with a 56 percent win rate with her if it's a hero you're picking all the time and you made it to grand finals, a 56% win rate actually sucks. <laughs> I suppose yeah, I don't I don't know how the stats are are useful to I mean, if you look at the number of games they won versus the number of games they lost, they lost <laughs> until grand finals, they lost one game out of how many did they play <laughs> here? 16 games. So, uh, fifty. Yeah, yeah. A fifty. That's yeah, true. That's that's bad. Was it always four? Was it always position four? I don't even remember. 
I don't know if probably it was honestly, always, but but I mean, not from other people. I think certainly from them, though. Right, I think for they them. loved giving it to Tofu. Yeah, um, who I'm, I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah, there, some of the drafts were. Especially, what was it? I think game two was a stomp um, from mm-hmm. from uh, Team Spirit. What was the, what was the draft of Gaiman? It was really questionable. Uh, if I remember, Gaiman right? had yeah. So it was um, Primal Beast, Nature's Prophet, Muerta, Wraith King, Morphling. <laughs> yeah, um, and. I, I want to like I want to be like they sat on Morphling and that's how they won, right? But they kind of sat on everyone. Wraith King is the only one who really got any farm and wasn't able to do anything with it, understandably, because yeah. his team was always dead. Where are you looking at stats, by the way? Uh, Liquipedia. It's hard for me to see these these matches. Okay. Oh, I'm getting it now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just. I I, I I think somewhat like I saw a comment on Reddit that like. You, you could like see, I think you know when when GG officially lost, like even coming out of the booths, like they weren't as downtrodden as like you know the famous fireworks moment for I think it's LGD whatever that they always like mm-hmm. to show when, when they lost in Grand Finals three two, it's like you could clearly tell. They were just completely outclassed, like in the end. I haven't watched Game Three, however, which I hear is like Me an insane either. comeback. Oh, we should watch it. I haven't. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should do that then. Um, yeah, the first. I mean, like what happened was we were watching, um, and my nephew was also there, and my nephew gets excited to watch Dota, um, and we got pretty bored during Game Two <laughs> because Gaming just wasn't able to right. keep up. Yeah, there's a double rampage at the end, but besides that. It's it's mostly just Yadoro, you know, going off, going off. Mm-hmm. King. And Yadoro, the thing I said is, I I think Yadoro is a carry player, and he is a carry player in his heart, but he positions like a support. Interesting. Say more. There's a not like he positions as though he's playing a support. He positions with the support mentality of being like hyper aware of what position to stand in and then just sort of getting there and not moving. Right. Like Mm -hmm. he is just in the right spot. I think you see a lot of carries that are like running around fights a lot and ducking around and Yatoro very often just like found a spot where he's like, Nope, anyone who has to run (laughs) is wants to run is going to have to come past me. I'm close enough that I decide to engage. I'm in a fine position for that. And he just stands there and, and chunks him down. Yeah, that's true. I think that, like, there's something about that as a team that Team Spirit had so well. I mean, Maposhka, the, the absolute pervert Treant uh, Protector, right? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. the creepiest fucking Treant Protector. Just, like, he's just, like, going to stand in your jungle for two minutes. <laughs> there was a point in, in game one, I mean... I think I think just to sort of close the loop on that thought, I think you're right that an, an element of it I hadn't considered is just how well players like Maposhka were like herding them into right. Yadoro, right? Um, there's a part in game one where Gaiman is starting to slide, right? They are they are they're behind at this point, and it's like this is still doable, but they need to get something going. Yeah. 
and they gather up and they smoke. And the second they pop it, their smoke breaks. And then a, like a fraction of a second later, they're train ulted and all murdered. Yeah. And five. it's like, <laughs> if you're on Gaiman, the moment you hit the smoke and it doesn't apply to you, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was in, like, there was yelling in the, uh, the Bob International Dota house. It was like, are they going to smoke? Oh no, he's right there. Oh my God. <laughs> And that was just, just like Maposhka just kind of creeping around the secret shop for, I don't know, probably like a minute or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like they really were on another level of like mastery of of knowing what to do. Yeah. That, that yeah, was a great a, moment. That's something that I feel like I can't like I don't have the confidence. I can play position six, but <laughs> this weird like position like four dash six where you're like, I am the position four. Mm-hmm. but I'm going to spend five minutes not farming, <laughs> just looking for the angle. I, I just went and looked it up. Yeah, Maposhka is the captain. I don't know, you know, technically what that means in the team, but it it feels like a very captain position. Like, literally, the goalkeeper, right, doesn't do much mm-hmm. in, in soccer, football, doesn't do much for most of the game. Ideally, doesn't do anything the whole game, but, like, is always, like, looking and has the best like lay of the field has the best view right mm-hmm. and so i feel like you know just being like oh yeah i can be effective like i can be game winning by just sitting around the enemy jungle and gathering info and then striking when the iron is hot and like informing what the team should be doing mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely I was surprised. Uh, I I didn't realize about the the roster change up. I was surprised uh, that Toronto had changed teams. Toronto Tokyo, mm-hmm. um, and he's a four but... now, right? Yeah, yeah. He was on the bird a lot. Uh, so you know, I mean, he went to TI. Mm-hmm. Technically, <laughs> how Bepum got? Let's see where where did they get to? I feel like they washed out before. They were... They were pretty close. They uh they are fifth or fifth and sixth. Oh, okay. With Azure. Okay. Yeah. They they yeah, won a hundred K, apparently. Sure. God, the All right, price good for them. fucking tiny. But yeah, that's that's TI. We got a new hero coming, uh Ringmaster, I believe. Ringleader something I don't remember. Ringmaster, He's a circus man. Yes. He's a circus man. It's like okay. Which uh, you know. People were, were theory. I, I think people had scraped some text from, you know, the, the Steam updates that showed, you know, the text Ringmaster. But it'll, mm-hmm. in theory, it might be like Puppet Master, right? The Han and I think Dota 1, but like mod character maybe. But definitely there was a Han, a Han character called Puppet Master, I believe. Yeah. I like Shu Han or like Heroes of New Earth. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was doing, you know, the, the Han Empire, but okay. Oh. Han Dynasty of China. <laughs> the ancients long divided must unite. <laughs> um, I was kind of yeah. hoping for more of an announcement or like literally any excitement, but it was fun. I, I mean, mean, hey. I, I wasn't sure we'd get a new hero. Honestly. Yeah. I, I had no expectations which is probably the way to go into things, you know, with Valve in general, because right, right. then sometimes you'll be absolutely 
gobsmacked and other times you'll be like yeah well that's uh, kind of that's to be expected (laughs) it's fine Mm -hmm. they the thing is you know it was back in seattle they had the booths thank god it just feels better with the booths like there's something more it's like oh yeah this is more ti with the uh, the soundproof booths they had like an opening ceremony where they had the orchestra play and they played kind of you know the more modern dota music and of course the one time you ever really hear the dota main theme default main theme opening ceremony Mm -hmm. of ti you're like oh my gosh the nostalgia i really do like dota (laughs) i was really not sure until now (laughs) i mean hey harmonies of new bloom you know ride or die but sometimes you need to hear a a full orchestration of uh, the, the, the og dota 2 thing yeah, I think walking away from this is just like, yeah, no, this game's still fun to watch. Um, I, I hope, I don't know, I don't think I'm smart enough to do real meta analysis of patches anymore, if I ever was, right? Right. I feel I like, like famously, there was a patch <laughs> where Slark was just complete cancer, just unstoppable. And then it was like, we changed his turn rate, and I like flipped out on the patch notes, and I was like, this doesn't <laughs> fix anything. And then suddenly Slark was garbage, and I was like, Oh, I guess it does. I, I guess don't I don't anything. understand anything. <laughs> um, so if I ever had any understanding, I definitely don't now. I'm not going to be able to look at patch notes and know if they've fixed things. But like, we're back to that 6.83 period of. I mean, this is. So, I mean, I say 6.83 because it was. I feel like iconic for it. But this is so common in Pro Dota of just like, well, high ground's impossible. Yeah, I. And I think the thing is. Like, I've seen plenty of, you know, I guess, theory crafting, you know, listening to the commentators, seeing things on Reddit, which is never good of like, it's so hard to balance. It's so hard to know, you know, the cause to the correlation here, because like increasing the map size has had all these different effects. So there are so many knobs to tweak now, in addition to like, you know, it always takes a while for people to figure out a patch. And then well, I forget what patch, but nothing changed. And then Necrophos was suddenly everywhere in Cancer. Mm-hmm. That it's like the map is so big that maybe farming is back, but only once you have a lead. And otherwise, it's, yeah, I don't know. It definitely feels like the strategy is, I mean, at least of TI is the very classic, but like it's it's sort of hardened now, as you mentioned, where it's like, okay, you, you take tier twos and then you just sort of lock them in their base and take their farm until like until the gold differential is of a size that you feel comfortable, you know, after it's buyback, you have an eight. <laughs> it's like Right. It's right. a thing, like I've I watch a lot of uh um Starcraft Starcraft casting, Starcraft two casts these days mm-hmm. of interesting pro players and stuff and so i like i don't know much or pay attention but you know the thing in in many starcraft games you know you can play really fast or you play real cheesy but the pros tend to not do that and the thing to do when you're ahead in starcraft is to get more ahead like why end the game that's like a risk just get more ahead until your opponent crumbles and that's you know that makes sense and like hey that's what you got to do if that's how the game works but it's not very exciting <laughs> most of the time if it but happens on the other hand game. you see the problem of like 
okay, what would be the recourse for that? What, how would you force people to go high ground? Is you would say like, okay, there is this recourse where if the other team gets something going, they get some sort of assist to get back in the game. Yeah. But like that can make like making this like high grounding is already just inherently hard. That can make it really people are incentivized to just sort of dig in their heels and play super conservatively Mm -hmm. until they get their advantage. Uh, That can encourage like, I mean, we remember, we all remember the period, well, a lot of people who listen to this at this point don't play Dota, but which, shout outs, good call. Um, but like a lot of, you know, older Dota players remember the period where the like formulas for gold gain were changed in such a way that oh my gosh, yeah. taking the lead was a bad idea. It was like Mario Kart, the rubber band right? Yeah. Where it's like, no, if you get in front, you're just going to get banana peels. Stay, stay back, get blue your blue shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which was rough. Obviously, you don't want to make winning a bad thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I guess I don't. I don't have a sense of like of like leagues meta. Is this a problem in league that they deal with? I don't know. The only exposure I have to league anymore. I mean, league has so much fewer. League doesn't even have high ground, right? They don't even have that many more heroes than us anymore. I don't th- wow. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> I mean, at least yeah, according to their website, they say they have more than 140, and we're like, oh, really? okay, well, we're at like 127 or Number something. Number of I mean, League of Legends. Or maybe they just haven't updated this text in a Honestly, long time. Honestly, yeah. Uh, oh, 165, yeah. Okay, they haven't updated this text yeah. in a long time. No. Well. <laughs> All 165 LOL champions. Can you sort by release? No, you can't. Okay, never mind. Uh, well, Not we're about to get Briar. Okay, Briar. Uh, um... <laughs> this is so modern league. Is it? Okay, well, let, we've got to take it to League of Legends. Girl. Oh my gosh, she is. Legume. P. Pod. Green bean casserole. Okay, Nick, uh, let's pull up the Briar Champion Spotlight and we can watch it together. Oh, can you link that for me? I'm, I'm just I sure can. Um, I'll give you a three, two, one. The Restrained ready. Hunger Briar. All right. Uh, it's loading. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Play. A product of hemomancy experiments in Noxus, Briar was born a being of Is this still the same guy? The same voice? Bloody meal. But after many years under lock and key, I she think learned so. to control her hunger and choose when to fully unleash. Now she's free and learning who's friend and who's food. As a jungler, <laughs> food? Briar wants to eat oh, until God. she sees a tasty pick or counter gank on the menu. She's purely a jungler. So she turns so she's a pure jungler. Second. With oh, skill, so- skill shots and dashes, who has shackles that turn to devil swords. <laughs> this is so weak. I can't stand it. Oh god, I hate her voice. It, the voice is fine, to be clear. No, no shade. It's just I hate it. The direction. I hate the character. Yes. Yeah, it is well executed. The concept of, like, again, this, like, sicko girl who's also kind of a... I don't know. Her attacks and ability to play okay, so her passive. Her based on the damage dealt. She doesn't have the mana. Health, the she's just she HP. Gets, and the greater her healing. 
This means Briar wants to Man, Okay, girls, so she has the fucking Warwick thing. Yeah. Low health makes her tough to kill, so she can bait I mean, I guess this is just, just the thing they give to junk junglers when they don't know what to do. To be blood? God, the voice. Before sampling the rest of her abilities, let's take a look at the main course of Briar's kit, Blood Frenzy. Her W sheds the pillory that restrains her and sends her leaping into frenzy mode for several Blood seconds. Frenzy. She self-taunts to the nearest meal in range, prioritizing enemy champions wherever possible. This means she loses control of her movement and attacks, but can still cast abilities, use summoner spells, and activate items. I'll fight you and your kids! While frenzied, she gains attack and move speed, and her attacks deal damage in an area. So she Fire gets cleave, but... You to empower her next attack um... with snack attack. It deals extra damage based on the target's missing health. Yeah. And heals her for a good she gets a steroid in cleave. Briar is at her strongest when mm -hmm. she's in blood frenzy because she can clear camps faster and devour enemies. But she's also out of your control. What other hero have they, or sorry, champion, have they put out that's like has the takeaway control power? Uh, I, does Trindamir's ult is that like Troll Warlord's thing, or I don't know? Is it not? I don't know. You can cast its ability while Briar okay, is in Q frenzy. Okay, Q is her dash, right? Briar right leaps to... Oh, leaps to a unit. So it has to be the unit, I guess. But be careful. And it's a If Briar targets stun. a minion or monster with Q during her frenzy, she will no longer prioritize enemy champions. Wait, wait, wait. Leaps to unit and hits enemies with a heal wheel. Okay, never mind. I was like, oh my god, is it a point targeted stun? It's fine. On release, she lets loose a blood-curdling scream that damages and slows enemies in its path. A blood-curdling scream? Oh! I'm surprised she doesn't make a sarcastic comment about the fact that she's screaming. Use it to heal up it and disengage after you've gotten your fill of fighting, or hmm. slam your next target into a wall for seconds. We don't have to fight. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean this naturally pairs with the rest of everything. Nowhere is safe from Briar when she's hungry. And that's all certain death. For her ult, certain death. Briar kicks a hemolith across the map. It travels over a huge range and marks the first enemy champ it hits as her prey. Then she flies to their location like a fucking great. I mean, what if Spirit Breaker did a did an AoE fear when he crashed? Yeah, Spirit Breaker isn't strong enough. If there's one thing we've learned from TI. But that doesn't mean you have to run it down. You can still use her Q to stun. So she's just very buffed for a little while and fears everybody. Certain death makes Briar a constant threat, especially as a follow-up to her teammate's crowd control. Use it to join I do love how hilarious the, the range seems to be. The counter game. There won't be any leftovers. Ooh, that was fun. Let's go again. Briar such was a built around the idea of design character gain power and putting that choice in your hands. All right, now show us the skins. Obviously, we need to see uh, uh, high noon, high noon uh, swimsuit. Party, oh, sorry, I mean pool party. Yeah. yeah. Pickings for an invading enemy. Uh, Candyland or whatever. Project. I know there's. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a project. <laughs> Everyone's a project. Oh, there's only one apparently. Oh, you're ahead of me, I guess. Uh, no, I just am on the wiki. Instead, look for small skirmishes and picks where she can gobble up her prey before they know what bit them. 
While Briar isn't picky about whom she eats, enemies with good mobility or escape tools... What the fuck is this theme supposed to be? I know it's like, I guess it's supposed to be graffiti, but her giant sword handcuff kind of ruins the theme a little bit. Just a touch. She's, it's like, oh, she's like eating people. She's not. Like, she's got big fucking, like, anti-mage glaives. She's not fucking lifestealer. It's not some nakes, like, big jaw. Well, you don't want to ruin the cute girl aesthetic. That's true. I don't know, I'm sure there's somebody who's into, like, lifestealer as a cute girl. That you can buy $50 skins for. She does the lifestealer taunt. Oh my gosh, she literally does the lifestealer taunt. Fucking unbelievable. The hubris. I was on board until... Actually, wait, maybe I'm full. I was never on board. That's pretty funny. looks bad. No, I, I mean, like, the kit looks reasonably fun. I just think the theming sucks a lot. Wait, there's an... Okay. Alright, I, I should look at this later. But I think three months ago they added, like, a spooky knife fox. Like, actual fox four-legged. That's like, kind of fun. Okay. Well, you just... It's League. You would assume I meant a girl with fox tails in her Yeah. <laughs> That's just what you would assume. Oh, you're not? Well, never mind. I'm not interested. <laughs> What am I fucking wasting my time? Is it now, Fury? Yes. She might actually be a dog. I don't know. Her proportions seem more foxy. The Hound of 100 by Interesting. I, I, and by Interesting, I mean, okay, I'm looking at a fancy art picture. Yeah, maybe I'll nice. maybe I'll play a little League and report back. Or maybe not. Probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you want to take it to the FF11 bumper? That sucks. Oh my god, let's take it to Vanna Deal or No Deal! That lady in the shadows up there, that is our banker. Mm. And she wants to buy that case for as little as possible and send you home. You're about to get your first offer. She <laughs> is offering. I think I'll incinerate you, pretty armor and all. Uh. Laura Siano, deal or no deal? Oh my goodness. Help you! He is going to kill you. The only thing I like about that bumper, I mean, like, it's fine enough, right? I mm -hmm. don't think it's great, but. I do very much like just the contrast of, like, she's offering to murder you, and this New York soccer mom being like, oh my goodness, this is hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Uh, yeah, so, as pointed out in our, uh, so there recently, um, I guess I'll start off with just why this is on people's minds around here. Um, uh, Dia Lasana, who is a, uh, games critic a uh, freelance games critic recently wrote a piece about uh, final fantasy 11 and uh, uh, the appeal thereof as a person who sort of grew up with it right okay <laughs> um which is instructive anyone who's curious i'll i'll, I'll drop post that it in the show notes yeah i don't have the link on me right now okay. um but i'll post in the show notes i recommend anyone who who is curious check it out because i as we know as we all know I played 30 hours of Final Fantasy XI in prep uh, last <laughs> last year, in prep for Battle, Battle Pro. Pro. Yeah. And at the end of it, I still didn't know what that fucking game was. <laughs> the game is so obtuse. Um, and 
Dia understands what that game is and can convey some of that to you. But on actual Vanna Deal or No Deal news, uh, people in our chat are talking about Horizon 11. Yeah. Because we're, you know, talking about WoW Classic, right? mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, so, there is no... Part of the reason there's no Final Fantasy XI Classic is the game hasn't like the game has changed plenty lots of MMOs changed but they haven't gone through a fundamental shift and as we know Final Fantasy 11 is still just online and you could just play it right well in theory <laughs> as can, we witnessed it's you difficult can... <laughs> yeah um but there is no classic version of that there's also no classic version of Final Fantasy 14 because uh no one wants to play that original version of that game i mean but, i would but just for the pain Right, right, exactly. No one, no one wants AKA to stay. Nobody, on it. yeah. People just want to poke their head in and, and you know, right. misery tourism, which I understand. In this case, this is the kind of misery tourism that's fine. Anyway, Horizon Eleven is like apparently at some point in the chain. Haha, pun intended, because this expansion is called Chains of Prometheus. Anyway, <laughs> at some point in the chain of FF Eleven expansions, uh, there is a a section of the fandom how big i am unclear on that is like no nah, you forgot what made this game great You've, we've lost it right okay the second <laughs> expansion the second expansion wow they must think they've been on the wrong track for a long goddamn yeah how many time. did they fucking have uh one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen oh my god you're, you're still going there <laughs> There are varying scales, right? They're not all right. full expansions. Um, I think they have technically five full expansions. This is the second one. Is They're like, after this, they lost the thread. After 2004, <laughs> Final Fantasy XI lost its way. I'm right. not here to say they're right or wrong. I have uh-huh. no idea. I'm just saying it's been 20 years. <laughs> it's... So how... How are they doing this? It's my question. So, I don't, like... I don't know for this one. They haven't said how they're how they're doing it. I've looked at some of their Q&As and stuff. Okay, yeah, I was just um, Very often, how this is done is via methods that are not illegal, but are against the terms of service, right? right? So they would, like, you would win the lawsuit if you could afford to fight the lawsuit kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I quite possibly that's the case, which is why they don't want to explain. Very often what you're doing is you are running something because most MMOs, a lot of the data is stored uh, server side, right? right? You have a lot on your client side, but to keep it successfully in MMO, a bunch of the information is only on the server side and they send it to you as it's required and don't store it. Right. And what people do is they run software that basically captures that information and sort of stores it. Ah, uh, so you can will. gotcha, and right. then you just have a custom right. client, right? Exactly. To point, to and then you point gotcha. it to custom. Which honestly, that's the real appeal. If this mm. thing has a client that fucking functions, <laughs> honestly, then it's actually more advanced than Final Fantasy Eleven. It's true. I mean, I yeah, yeah. God, I would hope it would. Because and the other thing they pointed out is they um have a system where they allow access to the game on an IP basis. In other words, if two people try to connect from the same IP, it will not allow you to. Right, right. Which means no dual boxing. In our time, how many times did we see like a train of three of the same person running around? 
I guess in your times, many as the wild player. Uh, I guess you didn't, but yeah, no, so. F- and yeah, in FF11, it's like, yeah, people who are, who are multi-boxing, right? Who are playing oh, multiple yeah. characters at once using scripting and stuff to just sort of run around as a gang. Um, yeah. I'm, as I'm sucks. reading through their, their pitch and like what they're about here, I think it's, it's part of the, there's like a certain contingent. This is very wow. Classic edition of people who like want the MMO, the older MMO experience of like the social and like player collaboration aspect, right? Like mm. which FF14 completely throws out the window, especially these days. Like it's it's moved towards the antithesis of that if you want it to be that. Just vaguely single player. Mm-hmm. So I, this seems like a hyper targeted to that audience. Definitely. Definitely. And like I... I don't, it's not like I don't get it, right? Like there is a friction, I think, in games can be good and bad, but it can be when it's good. It can be very, very good. Um, I think having it where, like there's a shift that happened in in World of Warcraft. This will feel shocking to you, given (laughs) what you've played, or maybe it won't. I don't know. But there is a point that happened in in the history of that game where they decided to start writing quests acknowledging all the other quests you'd done, right? And not like specifically, <laughs> but when you walked up to a random person and they were like, yeah, and you wanted to be like, hey, do you need help finding your sheep? They'd be like, oh my God, it's the hero of Azeroth. God, I, I'm sorry. Am I wasting your time? <laughs> you know, like, just like this big, like, there's uh, the first quests in uh, Wrath of the Lich King. Mm-hmm. It's like you arrive in, in Northrend, the, you know, icy northern continent, and there is a recruiter, and there's a huge line of NPCs, and you walk past it and talk to the guy, and he's like, sir, I don't, I think I'm not qualified. You better go talk <laughs> to the general. And it's like, huh. that there is fun in that, but it is a different thing. Right. Right. It is no longer this experience of like, you know, scraping to get by. It's such a uh, Josh Strife Hayes, the YouTube guy who does a lot of MMO stuff is I think I think he has a whole video about this. About like the 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 change in massively multiplayer online role playing games from what like they kind of were traditionally what they used to be in some people's words. And mm-hmm. like a lot of it makes sense. It's like because listen, if you're an MMO, well, if you're a company, you're not an MMO, but if you're a company, you want to make more money and you make more money. Most easiest way to make more money is have more people play your game. The right. way to have more people play your game is to make your game easier to be played by more people. Therefore, like, hey, you, it has to be accessible to a casual audience. The, the more casual, the more money as long as they'll pay the sub or whatever, right? Right. So right. you don't want to like have the 10 to 15 minute. I, this is just, I never was in this era. Uh, like 10 to 15 minute, like trying to find a party to do a dungeon or, you know, just running around, um, running into random people in the wild. However, as somebody who, you know, suffers, like, you know, plays Drakengard 1 just for the fun of it, for the old timey feel. Of was the, it for slowness. fun? No. Was that the right word? No, maybe this is like some post For the neurosis? For the neurosis. FTN. Yeah. Like, I get the... Like, there's a certain magic to, like, the 
the possibilities of the world and like doing things the slow way right i mean this is the classic like older generation younger generation thing but like there there is something to be said for the especially if you have nostalgia for it the slowness and the like possibilities that a more unrestrained and the, well, a, a world where teamwork is needed to do the content right you have and to i think this this feeling is also core to some newer content, right? Like this, this is not that this exact thing, but some permutation of it is responsible for the rise of the souls. Like, right. Of like, you should have to work for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's, uh, uh, there's these like, competing interests maybe, but it's like uh, a paycheck feels better than a gift. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But you don't, you know, you want to be, you want to have a big paycheck. But you don't want it to be too hard. Yeah, there, there's a balance. But then you in, have in different. People you have the different. you have the crazies, and at time I am part of the crazies. Right, there are games <laughs> where I am the crazies. Right, where Same. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Give me a smaller paycheck, please. Right, like <laughs> that's me with like I am out here modding Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild on my Steam Deck to remove features to make it more oh hard God. because I think it's more interesting. Like way. what? Like what? Like fast travel. Oh, hell yeah. Damn. Some role-playing. Um, if I could, I would remove most of the powers. The problem is there are places where that's not really feasible. Like, yeah. I just want an action game about being like a swordsman who takes care of local problems. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's that's that game could be that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get it, but I... I feel like, you know, I could lose my life into one of these things, but the problem with me is that my interests are so ver- so wide and so varied. Mm-hmm. And I could I know I I could get so deep into something like this, you know, Horizon 11, it's like hell yeah, but I have too many varied interests and I know where this ends or like how this goes, right? Sure. But I I get it, hopefully, you know. Hey, I I like That's- the older games can do things like this but like more modern games right like you'll see like oh the servers are shut down for i think ubisoft is doing a round of things to shut down servers for and servers for like fucking ancient co-op assassin's creed games whatever that i'm sure really nobody plays but it's mm-hmm. stuff that's not able to be like client side hosted or is probably never going to be able to be revived in the way that older games were just based on how the technology worked so I do appreciate seeing things like this where it's like the public has ownership or like the the customer, the user has some sort of participation and ownership of the thing in the way, I don't know, not not exactly in the way, but in the way that, you know, Dota versus League, right? Like Dota's pro scene has always been grassroots. So it's more like the community of people who like Dota build the Dota scene versus League of Legends, which is very Riot prescribed mm-hmm. i i always like seeing examples and, and people like hey we have the ability to take this thing that the company that a, another group has done stuff with that we don't like or we just want to try things a different way and we are able to do that it's it's nice to see and that's why i'm happy to announce that though it's decided what we'll do this month next month we will be playing Star Wars Galaxies on Battlecrow. Okay. 
Okay, so hold on. Star Wars Galaxy. I think we'll probably be doing Infinity. I still have to do more research. There are a couple of different projects to make Star Wars Galaxies what? playable these days. The question is, which one is doing the right version of the game? Do you, do you know much about Star Wars Galaxies, Nicholas? No. I've I heard of it and then realized I really haven't. Okay, so it was sort of three. <laughs> it was the kind of the original Star Wars MMO, and the thing is that it got it it actually did get ruined, right? Oh wow! Because in the original game, it was like okay, you can be like a bounty hunter, you can be a smuggler, you can be like a cantina owner, you can be a dancer. It's all very mundane shit, right? And yeah. there was a chance, and the chance was really low. It was like one in a thousand or something, right? That when you made a character, that they were force sensitive and could become a Jedi. <laughs> and you'd think like, oh, you're just going to reroll until you get it, right? Mm -hmm. It takes like 50 hours to get to a position where you can check. Oh, shit. Wow. So like, no, that's not feasible. Mm -hmm. So Jedi were just incredibly rare. And once you chose to become a Jedi, permadeath got turned on. <laughs> And so it was like, you know, no, this is a this is a, an era where the Empire is ruling and Jedi are like a dangerous thing to be. And then at a certain point, people kept being like, I want to be a Jedi. I want to be a Jedi. And the people running the game were like, that's not what this game is. You say that you don't actually want that. And then pressure from higher up from, you know, right. like Lucasfilm and everything was like, no, you need to let everyone be a Jedi. And so they shipped an update where you could just choose to be a Jedi and the game was ruined. Wow. So there are a couple of different services out here running the game. Um, some of them are after that update and some of them are before it. We need to find the one that's before it. Okay. Yeah. I know we usually do like a raid or something, but what if instead it was more like the FF11 one where we were just trying to get across the field without dying? <laughs> <laughs> and trying to find which direction to go across the field. Oh, that, I'm very... This is exciting. This will be like... It's like fucking original EverQuest era, right? Yeah, I think you can still play original EverQuest. I mean, it's got I, a bunch of expansions I, by this point. Right. But. I thought about it. And also, the, the word I was looking for last episode was progression server. The uh, Sure, yes. The word for like a server that goes through chronologically the different patches so that you can mm -hmm. re-experience the nostalgia and stuff like that. You know, it's funny you should mention that because perhaps we should take it to the WoW bumper. Oh, it's your favorite. My son, the day you were born, the very forests of Lordaeron whispered the name. Gabe Newell. I don't have a time. I can't, Too long I can't away. use that yet. Not ready. Yet. I don't have enough. I energy. can't carry any more of it. It's still recharging. I can't attack that target. Inventory is full. I need to target something. Not enough energy. It's not ready yet. So I will probably write something a little more about this um, for, for Scanline because it's an interesting thing to dive into. But so uh, a number of months ago, I wrote a thing about uh, World of Warcraft Classic, um, about how it seems like it's probably heading to the end of its life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because historically speaking, World of Warcraft Classic is a project born out of the expansion uh, Cataclysm, which redid the like redid the whole world rebuilt the whole base version of the game and everything that they changed is just gone right the old right. versions of those areas are just deleted right um 
and people were like, this is bullshit. I want to play the old version <laughs> of the game. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and that's how WoW Classic eventually happened is caving to that demand. But they are progression servers. They are going through the expansions. Yeah. And the next one is Cataclysm, right? Which is like, it's like after new Coke came out, if they were like, <laughs> we're going to go back to old Coke, but it's going to be a progression soda, which means you'll get back to new Coke, which people don't fucking want. Right? Right. How will they um, do new Coke differently? Exactly. And so this last week, they announced a bunch of stuff for World of Warcraft. One is they announced the new expansion, and the two after that, they announced the names uh -huh. for the main run, mm -hmm. which for the record is the War Within Midnight and then the Last Titan. Um, but for WoW Classic, they announced WoW, class, uh, WoW Cataclysm Classic. And it's like, okay, what are <laughs> we going to do? And they have announced a couple of interesting things. One is they've been kind of like, oh, yeah, we have some things planned, right? And first of all, they talked about they are taking Black Fathom Deeps, which is a five-man dungeon that's like level 20-something, right? Mm -hmm. um, that has never really had much done to it. They are making a like a raid version of that dungeon. How many people are are WoW raids? Uh, it varies. I think this one's a ten man. Okay, so double. Um, and interestingly, like this is brand new content. This doesn't exist in retail, and I don't think it will exist in retail. This is classic exclusive. And then they also said, we're going to be making a bunch of other changes. We're thinking about, or we're going to do a thing where you can mix classes, for example. The, the example they gave was, we're going to give you the tools to make a warlock into a tank. And it's like, excuse me, what the fuck are you doing to this game? <laughs> there's there's no concept of, like, multi-class or... There's, there's in, in retail, no right? concept of multi-class. There's no concept of, like, the, the, every job... Okay. Most jobs have three specs. One of them has four, right? Specialization is what that stands for. Yeah. And it's like, once you hit level 10, it's like, okay, what direction will you take this class fantasy in? Mm -hmm. You are a mage. Do you want to be a frost mage, a fire mage, or an arcane mage? You are a paladin. Do you want to be holy, which is focused on healing, retribution, focused on damage, or protection, focused on, you know? Sure, and that's just yeah. how it works. There have been a few, like, patches where briefly it was possible to fuck with things, right? Like, there was a, a weak period where protection warriors, they changed the way an ability called Shield Slam uh, basically worked on your chance to block, right? Mm -hmm. With a shield, um, is how much damage it did. And they changed that algorithm so that suddenly the highest DPS you could do in a game <laughs> was by being really good at blocking. And it's like, oh, this is suddenly your tank is DPS, right? Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, that's not a thing. Okay. And now they're, <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Warlock tank is not a thing. Huh. Yeah, that's it. It's like, what the fuck? Very interesting. Yeah. So the, the just the fact that they have done, I think, I think the brave thing of saying, like, we are going to like, I didn't even put this forward as a possibility, frankly, mm -hmm. I thought it was 
because I thought it was asked like it was being ridiculous about the amount of funding they're willing to give this project, right? right? Like WoW Classic has been I'm sure there have been some behind the scenes technical difficulties, but for the most part, you are rolling out a series of games you already made. Yeah. That's cheaper than building a new game, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the spaghetti code and, you know, resurrecting sure. old stuff is hard, but compared Absolutely. to paying for new development. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And now they're just making it a parallel dimension, right? Where, like, yeah. what if WoW's history went differently, which is so interesting. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's those, those are big shoes and big hopes, but it does sound interesting. Like, you know. I the comments I made to you when we were talking about this, and then Alan was like, "Oh yeah, Six wrote a whole article about this." So I, I was ready. He's like, "I I was like, isn't progression servers a thing?" I didn't know the word at the time, but it's like, yeah, of course mm-hmm. they are. What's stopping them from just restarting a chain, right? Just like say, okay, there's WoW Classic, and then this server is continuing into Cataclysm, and this server is restarting, and this will go back to 1.0 or whatever. And that already exists. Oh, it does. Yeah, that's that's the, the if you'd actually read the article. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Fuck, fuck, um, me, fuck. Every time so far, this might change because you know I don't know how long they can keep this up. But every time they add a new expansion to WoW Classic, they give you an option on playing servers where it's like the previous uh, one. Okay. The, so okay. you Good. can <laughs> you can start at the vanilla game or expansion one or now expansion two after this comes out expansion three we'll see if they keep two and one or if they're mm-hmm. like we're just going to keep you know because i don't know how far they're willing to go with this <laughs> yeah yeah um can you server hop with characters uh no because too much changes gotcha i mean yeah that makes sense you might be able to i I bet I doubt you can. You might be able to do a paid one because the other thing is you can't server hop, generally speaking, on oh, classic. Oh right, right. Um, you create a character on a server and that's where they live, unless you pay them money to get it transferred. Um, and it's yeah, it's tricky. I I don't like they could. There have been periods, I believe, where when you wanted to do a character transfer, part of what you were paying for is for a Blizzard staff member to manually make some changes <laughs> to your character. So perhaps that would be possible, where you're like, hey, I want to go down. I want to. Like, I don't I mean, want to so, advance, you know, basically I think to the next patch. Going up seems easier. Going down seems very hard. Hmm. Because I was thinking like a, items that. They're like a crossover. Right, like they're going to Cataclysm. It's like, well, I don't want to go to Cataclysm. Right, have the option to not move on. Right. right. Gotcha, gotcha. That might be more possible, actually. I bet that that I don't. It's probably I, more. Easy I imagine that's a thing. Yeah. And also, I I doubt that's like a unique thought. I bet right. people have sure. wanted to do <laughs> like, this. So probably, hey, I want to, you know. System. I haven't finished the end game of Wrath of the Lich King. I'm a, that's the kernel, right? Yes. Yeah. Good work. And you want to experience that the way it was intended to go or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But good good for them, you know. Wow. New development. Blizzard. Classic. Good for them. Yeah, this is what happens when you get bought by uh, Microsoft. Suddenly you've got money to do cool things. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if they resurrect any StarCraft IP because they've completely abandoned StarCraft 2. They, like, don't do anything. There was I mean, no you say that now. Was... They're just working on it. It's fine. Right. They're, they're still work, working on a world of StarCraft. It's okay. 
Uh, I mean, they just put out a bunch of new soda. Blizzard? Yeah. What? Oh, no. Is this a bit? Blizzard soda. Uh, this is not going to be helpful. Uh, Activision <laughs> Blizzard soda. Activision Blizzard soda reviews on Glassdoor. What? Activision Blizzard employee reviews about soda. Okay, we've got a... Uh, Wait, am I going to have to pay to see these? Um, <laughs> this is a thing where I could provide you a link that would answer your question anytime. Okay, reviews about soda. Uh, so much more from funny. June 4th on 2015, a quality assurance tester, uh, anonymous former employee, uh, does not recommend, does not have CEO approval. Oh, wait, no. There's an X on recommend, X on CEO approval, and a dash, like a straight line on business outlook. Pros, all the free soda you can handle. Pros, working with like-minded gamers uh, that want to make the project better. Cons, 12-hour crunch. <laughs> QA leads don't really care about the brand new hires. Bug quotas can make playtesting a chore. I have to create an account. Um, All right, I'll just go ahead free and Free soda and coffee. Great parties, perks, food, soda, etc. and smart people. Uh, starting today, Game Fuel is back in stores. Oh, my God. Uh, we have Citrus Cherry, which is the Halo Infinite flavor, which incidentally was the Halo 3 flavor coming back. Wow. So it's, you know, continuity of the Halo flavor. But for Diablo 4, we have Mystic Punch, which I believe is a new flavor. With uh, Do with a blast of fruit punch flavor with other natural flavors. It's I will say, fuck. it's been a while. I remember there being a little bit of like, like sort of code ready sickly like sweetness to it almost mm -hmm. but i also remember citrus cherry being quite good citrus cherry oh i will be on the lookout because you know it it seems like a it's not bold but it is a a definite different direction on the the twister spinner of mountain dew flavors that they release mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so be interesting is there anything different about game fuel like uh ingredients -wise, it's always or? i mean it's always a distinct flavor it is a flavor that doesn't exist otherwise and then right. it's always a tie-in to a specific game release okay i don't know if it was like double the caffeine we just let a bowl piss straight into this we didn't even filter it i don't think that would be that's not where caffeine something. comes from you know it's not like taurine is like you know you can distill it for, i don't know something <laughs> this is probably not this. Real. taurine bull piss <laughs> Uh, nope. This is a common myth. You and know, that also, makes a lot of sense. bull sperm, to be specific, apparently. I see. Is the myth. Good Good for them. It's an amino acid, is taurine. Former World of... On GameInformer.com, former World of Warcraft, League of Legends lead Greg Street reveals new studio and MMO codenamed Ghost. Yeah, Greg Street, a.k.a. Ghost Crawler, was a head like of class balance in PvP during Wrath of the Lich King. Um, famously a period where PvP went to complete shit and class balance was really bad. <laughs> so like everyone knows his name, and I think he's hoping that people have forgotten the reason they know it is because they mm -hmm. fucking hated him <laughs> and thought he was doing a bad job. Obviously, he, there's also a degree of like scapegoating, right? He's just one oh, guy. Sure, sure. I don't know how much is his fault, but like yeah, I don't know that I thought he did a great job. Fortnite Chapter 4 Season 5 brings back 2018's Chapter 1 map, loot, skins, and more. 
I can't believe Fortnite is still a thing. Like they just keep going, you know. Yeah. Why would it go away? Battery victory royale. Fortnite, we're about to get down. Damn. Well, that sounds like an episode to me. Uh, Fortnite. Yeah. Again. Yeah, we'll do another. We'll do another no. The end of the no. <laughs> Six. Yes. No, it was like I was going to transition into the plug zone, but then, but then I didn't. I didn't even get to talk about my Jackie's Chow, which is, you know, it's good for us. Oh, sorry. The episode's going to be a minute 33 longer. I'm glad you did the ED. <laughs> oh my God, I did. <laughs> this is so strange. Six, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, on Twitter and co-host. You can also find my work at scanlymedia.com or Patreon. It comes to Scanly Media. What about you, Nick? You can find me on the Bottle Crow Discord, link in the description. Um, yeah, that, that's that's where I'm hanging out these days, social media-wise, I guess, normally. We'll hit up all your favorite segments that didn't make this one next time. Absolutely. It's been a while since I listened to Bottle Crow Jackie outro. Way to repeat. Though. This is the second verse, guys. You should play Cook, Serve, Delicious. Oh, no, we, we can't leave. I don't care if Six has stopped recording. Damn it, Six has left the Discord. Hmm. I could go into uh, fan fiction. Uh, a preview for next time. Her habits, a saunter. I told you that I was charmed with her in most particulars. There were some that did not please me so well. She was above the middle height of women. I shall begin by describing her. She was slender and wonderfully graceful, except that her movements were languid, very languid indeed. There was nothing in her appearance to invent. And you just fade out on that sex, right? Or don't, and you're just going to leave all this in. <sighs> you know, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't like joy.